the Color by Felix podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Color by Felix podcast. This is part two of the family talk, and we're just gonna go ahead and have you, Sebastian, ask some more questions. Cool. Yeah. So we're just answering questions that were submitted by you guys. Thanks for submitting those. We're actually answering them on the same day that you submitted them. So thanks for coming through. And yeah, we just want to try to give you guys as much value and as many lessons as possible for wherever you are in your art, whether you're doing it casually or trying to build a business or you're already successful, I think you'll find something here. Mm -hmm. So let's get started. So the next one that people wanted to know is how did you discover your art style? And I think that maybe answered in a way that they can, for people who maybe feel that they still haven't discovered theirs. How do you go about that? Mm-hmm. And this um, is, asked, I, sorry, this is asked by uh, Aria. Okay. All right, Aria. So honestly, like to this day, I don't think I've found my style yet. I'm still exploring, trying things and experimenting. And I don't know. I don't know if I ever will. I maybe one day I will, but I don't feel like I have. That's mm-hmm. my situation. I'm just speaking from my experience. Um, sure, there was seasons where I felt leaned on to, like, let's say, more colorful things and shapes. And I do like a few paintings because in that moment, I felt kind of, it was exciting for me in the moment. And I think from my experience, what I've learned is actually just sketching and, and creating and whatever gets you excited, that excitement again, like, Ooh, this could be kind of fun. I want to try that, implement that into a piece of artwork and then just do it until that like naturally fades out, you know, and then go back to your sketchbook and then sketch again. And then, or, or ho- however you do it, or if you have to go out in nature or other galleries, look at other people's artwork, read books, get this uh, again, this little spark, and it, whatever, it could be like three paintings, it could be four, it could be five paintings, but it's like, it creates a series. That's how, what's happening with me right now. I don't, I don't have like a specific thing that I focus only on. I'm open to having it naturally lead the way. And I'm just seeking for that, like spark and excitement on, on a specific area. And then I just implement that to whatever, you know, I'm creating. And uh, I, so I think the best way to, To do that, honestly, is just by painting and creating as much as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll then it'll naturally for some people, it just naturally just happens. They find their style and they're happy to stick with one specific thing and uh, they just create it, create it and get better at it and just kind of keep doing it, keep doing it. And uh, honestly, the best way I would say is just never stop creating painting, you know? Yeah, that's smart. So you're saying that maybe by if you stop to think about it too much it's almost like you're putting yourself in too small of a box yeah if you said this is the style that i'm going for and like you're deliberately like taking notes on that style as you go and how do i develop this specific style that's almost like too limiting Mm -hmm. yeah so if you don't know your style i Uh i don't i'm in the same boat i would encourage you just start with thinking what you're you're, like what is that thing that gets you a little bit excited to create more than usual and just lean on to that feeling and kind of work on it, work mm-hmm. on it until it fades. And then you'll find another feeling and then lean on to that. Now, know? is that your goal at all is to find your own style or is that something you just don't even really care about? And you're like at peace with not having a style per se. That's a good question. Um, I'm glad you asked because 
in the beginning, when I first started, I thought I needed to find a style. Like I, I thought I need to have a specific style. And I was so focused on that, that I was confused and like distracted. But when I let go like, of that, where does that, where does that even come from? Right. Yeah. Like, why is it that artists think that they have to have a style? That's very interesting. That's like kind of, it kind of reminds me of, um, like when kids are like 18 and they tell you like you have to figure out what you want to be for the rest of your life um mm. and go to college <laughs> yeah. it's like uh who decided that and why do you have to know exactly your style or what you want to be for the rest of your life here's an interesting thought based on what you just said and i don't know if this is true but i just want to float it out there and see what you guys think is it possible that we are all so trained by capitalism, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not here to say one way or the other that capitalism is evil or not. I think there are a lot of bad things that come with it, but there's some good things too. But do you think that we're also trained by that, that we're bringing marketing into our artistic lives, you know, mm -hmm. because we've, we realized that, oh, if I have a distinctive style that people can connect with my name, then it'll help me move more pieces, you know? I think that that's the narrative that like the art world taught artists, you know, mm. um, I don't know. That's why I say that, like, I feel like it's not necessary anymore, you know, because um, I feel like it was it's almost and Felix and I talk about this sometimes. I'm like, we're like, isn't it interesting that like artists are like told that they need to have a style or be a certain way? And who's telling them this? And like, isn't that the opposite of being creative is like saying like, this is what you create and this is only what you can create. Right. So actually, uh, when we came here to Washington, I saw uh, we met up with my one of my old friends I grew up with. Uh, and he is a great drummer. I mean, he plays drums like 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 he's one of the best drummer I know, you know, growing up. And he's amazing. So, mm -hmm. Brian, if you're listening you better, you know, thank me after this. Um, but you are amazing. And so like he is, he's just great. But recently he told me, because I asked him, hey, how are you? Are you still playing drums? He says he's been trying something else and he's playing bass right now. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's unusual. But it got me shocked. You know, I, I then leaned on to his conversation. It was more interested. Wow, that's kind of cool. That's that's unusual. You know, you've been playing bass for or drums for so long and now you're doing bass and he's yeah. interested in that. And that's cool. Is So should I, in my position, be like, no, 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 you cannot play bass. You can only play drums because you're good at it. Do not play bass. You, you don't have the right, you know? <laughs> no, actually, for, in my position, I was more excited. I'm, I was more leaned into his story and like, whoa, so how did that happen? How did you get that click? And what, what made you go that route that's pretty cool that you're experimenting and trying different instruments you know it's in the same musical kind of area but he's he's trying different things you know and he's right. exploring and it's a pretty interesting story it makes it interesting you know mm -hmm. um, because i feel like even in like returning to the art stuff like if i were to focus on one style and post the same style of recording and the way i'd edit and everything just kind of the same thing and sometimes i still kind of keep the same like way of I of recording, but certain things I change over the years. And uh, if I kept the same thing, I feel like people would get so bored, even though they're like, oh, he's good, but it's it gets boring after a while, you know? Things change, always change. Yeah. 
And that's kind of what we are as artists anyways, that we are people who like to push boundaries and explore new frontiers. And so to put a limit on yourself, it's almost going against your nature as -hmm. an artist. And that's what I'd be really curious about is like, could you go far enough back in time to a place where, you know, money wasn't as widespread, you know, and maybe like see what people in small towns were doing for art or something like that, you know, like Mm -hmm. they probably weren't concerned with making a personal brand, you know, there was just like, you'd have a local guy who was, you know, probably a blacksmith by day, but then really good at guitar, you know, and and he would sing in maybe five different, who knows, like, I'm just guessing, but maybe he would sing in five (laughs) or six different styles, you know, or even like the traveling bard, right. The people that would take their show on the road. It's Mm -hmm. like, they for the you know entertainment of the different you know small towns in the french countryside or whatever in the 1600s like those people probably weren't concerned with branding themselves because the people were just so thrilled to have some entertainment and so the guy would probably try out something in this town and then try something new in the next town just whatever strokes his fancy you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't know but maybe it's not true i'm just i'm just wondering (laughs) Yeah, because it's like we've only been alive in this age that's our only comparison yeah because even in the renaissance it was like these painters like you know i don't know da vinci but those guys like that era of painters like they were sponsored by these rich families yeah Yeah. and the rich families wanted what they wanted so usually it was portraits you know yeah exactly yeah there's portraits but then if you like go to the museum that's why that's why it's very interesting like we've been that's why i say it's a narrative because i don't believe that even those um big painters like you can look at their work it's like you're not gonna find just one artist that created the same type of piece their whole life like even if you look back at their old work it was different than what we know them for you know right So like even like Da Vinci, like you said, like he has his own side projects that he does, but he also does like portraits or whatever, you know, like that he was commissioned for. That's a good point. He actually followed his passions all Mm -hmm. around the place because he was designing, you know, stuff that didn't even exist. He was an inventor. He was. Exactly. Yeah. Like another thought is like you're you're okay you're creating if you really want to be even more like strict let's say you want to even keep it more strict then paint a flower only that yellow flower a billion times until you die just that yellow flower and just paint it stick to that don't change a thing don't paint landscapes or other things you know just paint to that let's let's see if somebody can stick to that i want to see somebody doing that paint a yellow flower for (laughs) for the rest of your life why would you want to see that (laughs) that's i'm just saying that's that's like limiting that's like even more hard right you're saying like why not take it to his extreme if it you're gonna more, yeah that take way. it more extreme you know yeah no I get, what, I get what you're saying but um <laughs> <laughs> it's like well okay so i actually yeah and let me let me try to argue from the other side you know yeah. so like what i would say because i agree i think you have a great point but I think that most things in life are not one or the other, you know, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would say the argument for the other side is that number one, you're going to have tendencies, right? So like, as you develop, you're going to have like certain things that you get comfortable with or that. And so it's just naturally without even thinking, you're going to do some things that look similar, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same way that like, I don't know, I'm trying to think 
if you watch like a Coen Brothers movie, like I've only seen a few other movies, but like they fall back on common themes. Like um, all of their movies have like bad things happening to people, you know, for no reason. <laughs> Wait, like, is that the guys that made Stranger Things? Uh, no. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, mm. What's it called? The Big Lebowski. You know, <laughs> it's usually like random decent people and there's like horrible stuff happening to them <laughs> and that's kind of like a theme or if you like for example you look at like um i don't know i'm trying to think of like a singer like singers tend to come back to the same themes over and over again you know what i mean yeah. like if you listen to kanye west a lot of his songs are like inspired by his frustrations with women in his life you know and or his, in taylor a, in a, swift yeah. i thought of her immediately because she's always singing about her love life guys that were like jerks to her apparently exactly and it's like and we can make fun but it's like that's their muse and so the same thing as like a visual artist you're gonna have your muse and you're gonna have your technique you're gonna have your- would you say that you're like yay's muse <laughs> <laughs> that's an, yeah, i just gosh. thought of that do yourself a favor anyone listening if you haven't listened to that podcast don't listen to it it's i lost <laughs> some brain, i lost some brain cells <laughs> yeah a little i mean maybe <laughs> uncut gems <laughs> there you go <laughs> anyway if you don't know what we're talking about it's probably for the best <laughs> but- i kind of don't know so just to, feel, to make you feel better anyway but yeah so that to bring it back it was what i was saying is that like we all have our tendencies we all have the things that we're drawn towards and our our, not just our muses but our techniques and what we're comfortable with and so it is kind of natural that a style will emerge you know Mm -hmm. like there are certain things in felix's paintings that maybe he's not even aware of that i see as an outsider what do you see that's like oh that's a felix tendency what do you see i'm curious there's like i mean for one there's he he likes texture a lot i can tell that much you know there's always like these little i don't know how to say it like well the blending is one thing right but there's Mm -hmm. always there's always something in his paintings that's a little bit rough Mm -hmm. like not not an ugly rough but just like the clouds you know or like some rocks in the in the foreground that'll have these little brush strokes like you know it's always these little kind of circular textural motions and um yeah i don't know he likes you know obviously it's in the name he likes color a lot so mm-hmm. that's like the there's never no matter how different your paintings are there's usually some element of blending that creeps in some yes. like color gradient you know so i guess he does kind of have a style yeah i would say so i would say like I mean, I could look at something like, you know, even your recent paintings of like people, I could look at those and say, that's Felix, you know, Interesting. Those even, weird even, guys. Though even though I've never seen you paint that before. Yeah. I could probably yeah. look at the way that you painted it and just intuitively know that that was your work, you know? See, like, I can't tell, like, I wouldn't be able to tell that's, that's the weird thing. Yeah. But, like actually hearing it from you is interesting too. Yes. Ooh, that's interesting. I yeah, think so, it, so it's, it's like a style will that, come. Like, yeah, I think it's almost like why I'm so interested is because I realized the connection between what we were talking about on part one and now part two, because in part one, we were saying that like people are going to come to your social media because of how your, your personality shines through. Mm-hmm and your uniqueness basically um 
And it's the same thing with your art, like whether or not you have a defined style, like just being yourself and what comes naturally to you. I think that's going to shine through no matter what the subject is that you're painting. Yeah. So maybe that's the big answer is don't yes. think too much about it. Just do it a lot. Yes, that's a good exactly. One. There you go, guys. That's that so was, good. We had to talk all this <laughs> talk <laughs> just to, to get, get to, to this. Well, here, uh, dude, let me grab something real quick. Don't. We're not going to edit this out because it's right there. But uh, turn down your computer audio just a little bit because I can hear myself coming out of your speaker. But I want to show you something, a comic book, an example of style, right? Okay. Let's see what he's going to show us. And he's so this will be for anybody watching, but I will also describe it. Um, so we can see. So this is um, Osamu Tezuka, and I don't know. I'm, I just there's no way I can like check, but check it out. So this guy, he's got this very clean style, right? It's almost very Disney because I think he was inspired by Walt Disney's early work, and he's known as like the Walt Disney of Japan. Like mm -hmm. he's just done a ton of really classic stories, and actually, I think the Lion King was kind of like lifted from his story probably know? yeah i think you were one called kimba the white lion oh my like, god oh, i wonder where they got simba from kimba but, yeah like literally but like look at that see so his style even when there's like a sword fight happening um it's like it's very fluid and very clean can you see it yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of line economy, right? Like he doesn't do any lines out of place. Like he only draws what he needs to and everything's mm -hmm. very smooth and almost very childish, right? Not childish, but childlike, like very innocent, even though it's things like bloodshed and sword fighting, like with samurai, it's done in this very like almost childlike way. Now, on the other hand, this is um, called Die Dark, this series, and it's like science fiction but also kind of like horror and i'm not going to show any like really bad pages but it's just it's very dark right it's in the title and this is by q hayashida but you can see look at the lines and how scraggly they are oh, and how yeah. and how different that is it's like totally wow. different totally different vibe right uh -huh. but that's it's, the same artist right? no, no different artist and this this woman she's like very the artist is very sketchy on the edges right like the other mm -hmm. guy he only draws these very smooth lines yeah. But this one, it's like you can see all these little hatchings and edges and it's very rough. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so cool and it fits the tones of the story. And it's almost like maybe these people went in and they thought about that and they planned ahead and they're like, how do I develop this style? But to me, it almost seems like it fits the tone of the story they want to tell. You know, like Tezuka's work is very wholesome at the mm -hmm. end of the day and yeah. very Disney-like, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those smooth lines kind of help to make it for everybody, you know, whereas this author is distinctly writing for people who like kind of darker, edgier stories that are kind of, there's this dark humor to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it fits with that mm -hmm. kind of tone, you know, it's rough around the edges anyway. So it's super I, interesting. I feel like they're just being true to themselves, but mm -hmm. by being true to themselves, the style just kind of follows shines through. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you have to let go of that thought of, like finding that thing you have to find your style immediately and get to work and create in a body of work or a theme or whatever you have mm -hmm. to kind of let go of that that's what i've learned i've learned to kind of let go of that and let them feeling naturally just whatever that like i said you know whatever your that little spark it could be a little spark 
that ignites something where you're sketching. I've I've been sketching lately more than ever. I haven't mm-hmm. really sketched when I was, you know, starting out. I just went straight to canvas. But now I kind of went back to a set sketchbook and drawing out my ideas first, stepping away from like the references, like photo references and stuff like that, and more of just my imagination and sketching and kind of laying it down on there. And then I just use that sketch, rough sketch, and then put it onto the canvas and, and go it from looks there. so cool. Like I, these are some of my favorite pieces that Felix has ever done because mm-hmm. I feel like honestly, it's like, um, he's finding his style and let it, letting it shine out even more. Um, and so it's like very interesting to see now that he doesn't have the reference or to like look at his style is like shining through more, I think. That's really cool because it's coming direct from your brain to the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun that way. And you're not putting as many barriers in between your original impulse and inspiration and the final work. Yeah. And also like, um, I was like, in a way, I feel like art, a lot of artists can maybe relate is when you start, like I used to paint a lot from references, you know, and, and practice that way. But um, it was actually an accident. So what happened was my brother, I'm staying at my brother's place and they don't have a printer, like their printer is broken or whatever. And so sometimes I would use a reference that I'm inspired by and, and kind of, you know, paint from it. And 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 uh, not all the time, but most of the time I'd do that, but they don't have this. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just sketch ideas and challenge myself to like, I, I want to make it easier. I feel like People like when you're creating, you want to find an easier way to do this, you know? And I think that could be a little problem sometimes, you know, you have to, it's actually challenge yourself to just sketch and then it will naturally, your way of creating will come out, you know, the way it was, it was kind of hidden there, but you're not letting it out because of these easy things, access to, to the way of creating, you know? And you mm. and the thing that's in you that's trying to come out, you're you're not letting it out, you know. So like that's smart, yeah. For me, it was like the printer, mm. you know, or like uh, just kind of looking yeah, at. Yeah, you need something to kind of jar you out of your routine. So yeah, that, yeah and challenge. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's artists actually thrive on challenges, and that's that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's like you don't. Do you really want an easy life? It's like no. This is actually something I've heard. It's mm-hmm. like, is that people are happiest, not when they have an easy life, but when they have challenges that mean something to them. Because mm-hmm. if you have challenges that don't mean something to you, then that's the position that a lot of us are in, where it's like, you know, as modern individuals, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're working for a boss that you hate. You're trying to, you're making money for your boss's dreams. Of course, you're not going to like that kind of challenge. But if it's a challenge that means something to you, whether that is like educating people about a social justice issue or just making paintings, you're going to put in the energy and you're going to enjoy putting in the energy. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want to sit on your butt all day and eat candy. Because that's fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fulfilling. We've all done. Can you hear the dogs barking or should I keep talking? Okay, good. Because um, we've all done that thing where we like maybe sit around on a day off and watch too much TV. And like by the end of that, you just feel terrible. You're like not yeah. even enjoying yourself anymore. Yeah. And it's because you didn't earn it. It's like our bodies like we <laughs> like to earn it. We like to do work that means something to us. Totally. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. This is good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's it encourages you guys because um, we're it's it's like a daily. It's like a, 
it has still happens to this day you know mm-hmm. it's not like we made it and everything's great you know and it's, and it's still- actually that's what keeps that's what keeps us going is the challenge you know yeah. because it's like if if we were just to like make it it's like what's the point of that you know and and that's like what gary v always says yeah <laughs> it's well, all about that- Go ahead. it's all about the um the like what does he say it's all about the game or something like you gotta oh yeah you gotta love the game <laughs> i love losing <laughs> because that's just how much i love the game if i had to start over tomorrow with zero i would be happy i would be grateful because i yes. love the game that much <laughs> you gotta love the game <laughs> but so i think that's right and i think it's also true because if you go to like all these big cities whether it's like i guarantee you you know London, Dubai, New York, Los Angeles, you know, uh, whatever, Tokyo. I guarantee you all these places are chock full of rich people who have made it and then stopped working and are just miserable. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. Like, you know, and I've, I know some of these people secondhand, not personally, mm-hmm. but I've heard stories of people who've worked with these people and they're like, yeah, they're just so bored. They're you know, looking for drama and meaning in these pointless things. It's like, whatever. We see it on TV and reality shows, right? There's all these reality shows about rich people and they fill their days up with drama because they need something to like give them excitement because mm-hmm. they don't have, they're not on a mission. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mission. What's yeah, your mission? My mission? Mm-hmm. My mission is to get people to consume more responsibly because I think that we are Hmm. so that's the secret mission actually it's not secret because i talk about it but like my secret mission on tiktok is that i realized that if you care about something you need to make it cool and so me just coming out and saying hey guys it's bad to buy a bunch of clothes and try to keep up with trends because you're contributing to a wasteful industry and these clothes end up in landfills blah blah like that's boring right that's not going to get people to care but if i if i show people some cool outfits i'm wearing or i talk about other people's cool outfits and I'd be like, hey, this is how you can do this without spending a lot of money and buying all these clothes secondhand or most of these clothes secondhand or whatever. And this is how you can build towards a wardrobe that you enjoy versus having to keep up with what's cool, mm-hmm. you know? And by the way, by having all this fun, you'll actually be helping out the planet. Then you get to tell them your mission. And so that's my mission is like, I hate, you know, the fact that I hate the climate change is happening. I hate that the way that we do business is contributing to that. You know, I want to see a clean world. I want to see happier people that don't have to work so hard, you know? And so I think that my small way to contribute to that, I'm not going to change the world by myself, but my small little way to contribute to that is getting people to buy less new stuff, you know? That's good. And I asked you because I think that um, it's something else that I always tell artists getting started with business is like, you need to know your mission before you start, because Mm. if you don't know your mission, you're going to be going off in all these different directions. And on top of that, I don't think it's enough to just be an artist or be a creative or whatever it is these days, because Mm -hmm. people want to support a mission. You know, they want to know that there's like, something that you are supporting and by supporting you, they're supporting something, you know, people want to be a part of something. So I think it's really important to have a mission, um, from the beginning. So I think that the fact that you have that is really good. Yeah. Our mission is to support artists 
mm-hmm. uh, to provide work for artists, opportunity for artists, and to support artists from like the beginning of their career, like as an artist, and to the end of like starting of having their art business and finding success with art. Um, we also are like encouraging creativity through um, sharing lessons and paintings and inspiring others to get creative. So that's our mission. Yeah. And I think you guys are doing that, you know, and I'm not just trying to kiss your butt here. Cause I think that like, it's pretty obvious that the way that you guys do things empowers, like, I know that the people that you bring on for your tutorials, like you pay them, you know, you give them exposure to your audience and yeah, I think, you know, for the beginners, you give them all, you know, free tutorials and then people can go buy some more if they want some more, but it's like, you're still giving away so much free stuff, um, you know? And so I think that that is the key. Like if it's like you find something that you care about and then you pursue that noble cause and look how many people get helped in the process, you know? Mm-hmm. And another thing is like the things that are most successful are usually problems that you started with. So like you think of yourself, like where you were and the things that you've done to help yourself, there's people that are still in the position that you were in when you started that need your help. That's so wise Mm -hmm. right there. That is like, we got to clip that because that is like, (laughs) look at your own life. Like if you're thinking, what do people need? What can I put out in the world? Mm -hmm. All you got to do is look, what did I want to know, you know, five years ago? Totally. Yeah. That I know now or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's smart. That's really smart. Yeah, that's some good value there. Or even with you, Felix, it's like, what did you, you know, it's like, what are you providing people? You're giving them the encouragement that you maybe didn't know where to find when you were younger. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and again, I'm like, I don't want to dog on Felix's family or anything like that. But it's just like the idea that you were a young artist and you didn't really have like a lot of people in your life encouraging you to make the art. Now you get Mm -hmm. to be that guy for other people, you know? Felix's or family even, is lovely, by the way. I just or like, yeah. even show people like like I know at that time for us, there was no one doing what we were doing. There was no one like having an art business. And and then also there was no one really that we knew that was an artist. Like I remember my mom, like, and I don't want to dog on anyone here, but because yeah. now she's very supportive. But I remember at the beginning and uh I've after the her, success. Yeah, I've yeah, <laughs> I've I've talked to her about this before. So I know it's not a big deal if I share, but she was like in the beginning, I remember her specifically telling me, How many artists do you know that are making a living you know and in that moment I was like oh my gosh there's no way this is ever going to be possible you know like I felt so discouraged but um because it's true like at that time there was no one that I knew making a living as an artist and um but it kind of like actually encouraged me to work harder and to be that person and like now that we are like I want to be that support for people that don't have that example. And that's what Felix is to so many artists. Um, right. He's showing artists that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like I've shared this before, we we started from nothing. I mean, I, I when my parents moved here from Russia, Ukraine, you know, like we, we, we lived in apartments. We at some, at one point, me and Andrea were on food stamps. We were like literally from nothing. And 
uh, this is my second language, you know, if I can do it, you know, if coming from a different and, you know, I'm not American and I can make a success here as an artist. I think anyone can do it. You know what I mean? Totally. There's no excuse. It's like, I think what Andrea said, it's like, she put that, she's like, oh man, instead of thinking like, oh yeah, there's no, not many, what are the percentage of people, artists that are making a living? Maybe we shouldn't do this. Instead of dwelling on that thought, she's like, something clicked in her brain and she said no instead of thinking that i'm gonna actually work harder and because she put in the effort and worked harder and 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 just because you don't see something doesn't mean it's not possible it just means that you can be that thing right yeah that's Mm -hmm. smart wow and then that's that applies in like in my case like i didn't want to choose between music and fiction and even a little bit of clothes right and it's like my goal now in life is to prove to myself that I can do all three. You exactly. Know? And and just because a lot of people in the past have said, no, you got to pick one thing to focus on. It's like, maybe I don't, you yeah, know, and exactly. I'm, and I'm, I, I can be the guy that proves it. Exactly. And, I mean, yeah. And, but here's what I would say too, Felix, what you were saying a second ago about like, if you can do it, anybody can do it. It's like every, a lot of people, like we all struggle, you know? And so, and our struggles are all unique. Right. And so don't, hold that struggle back because in sharing that struggle that's how you relate to other people and that's why your story is relevant and that's why like you shouldn't stop yourself and say like oh there's already 10 or 20 amazing people talking about this thing that i'm passionate about why would i want to talk about it you know it's Mm -hmm. like no not everybody can relate to tony robbins and his shiny teeth and his perfect skin (laughs) you know it's like sometimes Sometimes you need somebody a little lower on the totem pole that you can relate to. And that's why there will, it will always be relevant to put your voice out there and talk about your struggles or your insecurity, or just be honest with the fact that you're not there yet. You know, like I don't try to be the fashion master when I go on TikTok. Like I literally just say, Hey, I'm a guy who likes clothes, you know, and there are way more people out there who are way smarter about clothes than me, but it's like I've found my audience because they like the way that I'm honest about where I'm at, you know? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so good. That's so good. Yep. I think that's important to not be afraid of. And you're an amazing painter, by the way, but it's like, thank you. If I had to say like, who's number one in the world, I don't think you'd get offended if I didn't say it was you, you know, no, no, the same totally. way that I'm not the number one. Plus it's like, how can you even really determine who's number one? Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. You know? I, I follow many artists right now. Even I look at their art and they're way better than me. That's my point. Like my, like the way I think, you know, I'm sharing and I look at their, I'm like, man, they're so good. They're so skilled, you know, in what they're doing. They're way better than the me. key is in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So everyone is doing something differently. So that's why I say like, you can't say, Oh, this person's number one. Oh, this person's number one. It's all like, yeah, it's all me. subjective. That's true. Yeah. I think even with music, like the music community is so into ratings for albums, but it's like, there are so many albums out there that have gotten bad ratings that I've loved, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it means something different to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. So is there any other questions? There are. Yeah. We went went on a a lot of wild tangents. I feel like we've been talking on this. Imagine all this talk and we never answered the question. Yeah. No, we definitely, we definitely answered that one. So that was about discovering discovering your style. And I think we can hit one more judging in time here. Um, Yeah. So this is a good one. Okay. She says, this is from Anne. 
And she says, do you sometimes feel stuck creatively and how do you cope with this state? This is a common question. Uh, I, like I kind of answered it a little bit earlier with the way I'm getting back to my sketchbook and sketching out my ideas. I couldn't, I didn't, I don't have access to the printer, printer, you know, right now. Do you and, ever feel like, um, like, like, do you always have ideas flowing or do you ever like feel stuck? I feel stuck pretty most of the time, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like I, I, like I get down to my sketchbook. I have no clue what I'm going to paint next. No idea. And I don't even, and I'm like, I just make that little push of like, just getting a pencil and eraser and just kind of starting there. And then what I do is I turn on like music and kind of prepare myself to like easy things that I do, just turn on music and get, get to sketching, you know? And then that gives me that, like I start drawing things, erasing a lot, drawing things. And then I'm like, oh, whoa, that is interesting looking. I'm going to work on that and see what I can add there. And erasing kind of create from that little line and make something out of it, you know, and then from there something happens, you know. But a lot of the times I go in, like, it's rare that I'm very inspired. Like Andrea could name those days where I'm like very inspired after like a gallery or a place I've visited. And then I'm like, I have to go home. I, I really want to paint, right? They <laughs> happen a few few times like that. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes we'll be out walking or something. And he's like, or like maybe sometimes we listen to a podcast or something. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired. I want to go create. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it would happen. But it's yeah. more, I would say mo most more of the time, it's I don't have like a specific idea or or, or like, like that, like inspiration Inspir strike yeah and that strike you you kind of have to make your 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 body wants everything easy you know flesh likes it all comfortable chill you know netflix and chill you know all that stuff that's what your flesh wants so you have to kind of fight that every day you know in a way it's yeah. it's like almost um it's like the difference between motivation or like inspiration and discipline. So like, it's like how people always say like, oh, motivation is a feeling. Inspiration is like a feeling. It's a feeling, but it comes and goes. But the thing that's going to like determine your consistency is the discipline. So it's like, even when you're not inspired, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I'm not inspired or I'm not motivated, but I'm still going to sit down and sketch for the next 30 minutes. Right. And it's like, you don't have to come up with the idea. Like, so if you, that's what I would say too, is like, if it was me, I would, um, musically that could mean just playing some cover songs, you know, like go mm -hmm. online and look up some chords and play other people's songs. And maybe like, as you play them, you'll put your own little spin on it, mm -hmm. you know, or if you're a visual artist, get your sketchbook. And then instead of trying to make yourself come up with something, just go, you know, grab an apple for to do mm -hmm. a still life or open up a sketch like uh, an art book and do mm -hmm. a lesson out of that book or a lesson from YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. yes. And just yeah. and put your go. own spin on it. Yeah. And don't rely on yourself to come up with it from the ground up. Just exactly. go yeah. copy something and see what happens. Yeah, because also like for Felix, he's been painting for like 17 years now. So like and he's just getting to the point where like he's not looking at references at all. So like but that takes time and it takes practice. And 
Um, so don't be like discouraged or like hard on yourself. If you're like, man, I don't have any good ideas because like, I have to use a reference photo, you know, like Felix used a reference photo for most of his career. Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that too. There's no rules or, or laws saying that artists should never use reference photos, you know? So like you could still use it. Like I'll, if I'm inspired, I'll, I'll use it tomorrow, you know, whatever, like if, like I'll still use it, but uh, I'm just like at the point where I'm, I feel like I'm trying to challenge myself, push myself a little bit more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to, to keep it more exciting and fun. But um, on other ways where I was inspired to create uh, was going to, you know, like, like you said, reading books, art, mm-hmm. art, art books, or like going to galleries or museums, those every time, every time I would go to museums, I would get excited, you know, because I would see it in person, the art, and it's so much different than seeing everything online, you know, like it's so different. It's crazy how that's becoming rare, you know, yeah, for like people to get out. That's a good point. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more immediate when you see something in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like after that, I would be like, have something where I don't know what yet, but I'm like excited, you know, to just get my stuff out. Mm-hmm yeah awesome and then um i think we can do one more real quick one okay because this one was emailed to me a while ago and i was going to use it on the next uh pod before we knew we were doing a questions pod so um this is from guardian arts and um they say hey guys love listening to your podcast my question is if you could be a master of any medium what would it be and why a little lighter question that's jen i know jen oh okay Hey, Jen. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jen. Um, that's, that's uh, so for, for all me, of us, for all of us? Or... Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, all of us. But I, like, always... I think they probably wanted to know for Felix, but yeah. Okay, well. No, let's, let's all do, do it. Why not? Let's do it for all of us. <laughs> It'll be more fun, I feel like. And then uh, we will end. So I always tell Felix that for me, like, um. I would hate to be like a detailed artist. Like I know that I would have to do something like abstract or like a paint pour type of artist, something Mm. like that for me, just because like, I don't like details. So like sitting down at the canvas and painting for hours sounds like, like so boring for me. So I would. That's ironic because sitting down at my computer and like answering emails and making ads for hours sounds like too many (laughs) details to me. Like for you to say you don't like details, but be able to do that stuff, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's so weird. (laughs) But like I love to do what I do. So, um, like for me, it would just be like paint pours, like, like making designs with like paint. Yeah. Something that's just more like expressive and free flowing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Or like red. Well, no resin is a lot of details (laughs) as we learned from Carolyn. Mm -hmm. That's Um, cool. Like for me, I, I mean, I'm work, I'm still working with acrylics. I, um, don't, haven't thought about like, I guess another medium. Like if you didn't have to, okay, cool. Like I didn't have to invest the time. Yeah, I'd I'd play with oils. I I've experimented with them, but I I'd, I'd get like try to work with that a little more than mm-hmm. usual. And then um also maybe do some sculpture stuff, you know, mm-hmm. 3D stuff. That'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I can't I cannot say like I want to just stick to one thing. 
maybe in the yeah. future i'll be i'll, I'll do it you know Felix. oh another thing is is music i really want to do music oh yeah and you're gonna help me set up probably the studio yeah. because that's my next i keep telling andrea yeah, he's super excited. i i just want to make like chill just Felix like background loves music to make music like guitar everything yeah so that's another big thing actually music was my first passion before art like i wanted to make music as my career kind of like how you you started with your music you know where you're you still have it and i've always mm -hmm. still had it in me but art picked up first you know which surprised uh you know surprised me because i thought yeah that's interesting um but anyway yeah how about you Sebastian? well yeah and i think that you're at a place now with your success where you can start thinking about how you could clean up more time in your schedule mm -hmm. for music you know, because that's kind of my goal is like with this TikTok stuff and this fashion stuff is like, I want to use that as the, I feel like that's the most monetizable thing that I like. Mm -hmm. So it might not be my number one. It's probably like my number two or three passion, but it's like, it's the most monetizable. So I decided to lean on that because it will free up more time in my day to then focus on some other stuff. It'll you know? give you the freedom to create. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course, by Andrea pa Kaparchuk. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah if i could know if i could be a master of any medium uh without having to put in the time i would say probably drawing um i knew it i was gonna say pencil. and ink and inks yeah because yeah. i i want to be able to make like manga or like comics wow that's out funny. of out of my stories the problem is that like i just don't know where i'm gonna have the time to like go take art classes like i would love to be able to do that because a lot of these manga writer like it's kind of the tradition in japan to do the writing and the art yourself mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in america it's a little bit different the way we do comics um there's usually like a a penciler Artists, and an ink like yeah and, and multiple artists like a penciler an inker a letter it's like you know whatever and mm -hmm. uh yeah i think it's kind of cool how they do it over there it's just like one person's pure imagination wow mm -hmm. that's cool and so i would love to be that kind of all around writer artist because i already have the writing part down pretty well i think mm -hmm. but it's just so much time to get that skill set so this is this is an interesting question that she asked because yeah. it, like all of our answers are different you know mm -hmm. like the what we we're what we're doing now is still not like as different than what we we want to do like we have these goals right mm -hmm. and i feel like every level of artists no matter if you're successful or not i feel like is always going to have a different thing you know like that's actually really true mm -hmm. I, yeah i remember reading that somewhere that like this person who'd climbed mount everest was jealous of this person who was a yeah. scientist or whatever and they always felt in, inadequate or something it's like we're we don't necessarily appreciate the things that come naturally to us. And we're like always looking at other things, but mm -hmm. I think that's kind of healthy is like to be a yes. student and to learn new things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. We had a lot of fun answering these and uh, I'm sure we'll probably do another episode like this in the future. Um, yeah. So if you didn't get your question answered, we saw a lot of good ones and, you know, just can't get to them all. So we will hang on to those for next time. Totally. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our two-part series. If you haven't heard the first episode, be sure to go back and listen. We have some really good nuggets of info for you in there. Yeah. That'll be and, episode 20. Okay, cool. 
And we hope to see you guys next week. If you enjoyed this, if you got anything of value out of this uh, podcast, be sure to leave a review wherever you're listening. It would really help promote the podcast to other people, other artists who want to also get value out of these podcasts. So be sure to leave a review and hope to see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.